हेलो वेलकम टू द सेल्फ लर्निंग पॉडकास्ट बाय डॉक्टर सुषमा सिंह लेट अस स्टार्ट डिस्कशन ऑन यूनिट सिक्स पॉलिटिकल इकोनॉमी ऑफ डेवलपमेंट एंड वी कंटिन्यू आवर टॉपिक सम इम्पॉर्टेंट एस्पेक्ट्स ऑफ द पॉलिटिकल इकोनॉमी थियोरीज ऑफ डेवलपमेंट For instance, the state was a potent instrument in the industrialization process by way of creating both internal and external conditions for economic growth, industrial expansion, providing supporting services and facilitating to entrepreneurs, inventors, traders, modernizing artisan, etc. making the domestic and international condition conducive to orderly functioning and expansion of economic activities menacing crises distortions and contradictions from ensuring cheap supply of inputs including labor to profitable sale of the output protecting technology ensuring access to profitable investment opportunities providing markets for their expansion protection against foreign competition use of muscle power for ensuring access to cheap supplies the state benai presence was critical at every step in the rich industrialized economies obviously the market forces too operated but their deficiencies were made good and their strengths were encased by a careful and friendly governments for a variety of reasons many mainstream development economists too recognize the critical part played by the state in india where dozens of feudating monarchies were involved in fratricidal infighting lacking any understanding of the emerging global challenges at around the time a new wave of internationalization was sweeping across continents under the influence of the nascent processes of modern industrialization great historic opportunities were missed a comparative historical analysis of the experience of many countries would suggest that the state market relative rules controversy is not about the extreme position of wholesale acceptance of the one and denial of the other the question is about their relative rules in improving the conditions of the nations or communities individuals etc the others in the process of development but interest groups based ideological and political factor gave birth to extreme conflicting and even maturely hostile positions which are in effect neither fruit bearing nor light bearing the result of such approaches was seen in many forms some theories blamed imperialism as the sole culprit for the global divide and asymmetrical relationship and the tremendous human social economic and psychic cost it imposed 
on the marrow of decolonization other viewed the erstwhile hegemonic exploitative powers as partners in progress willing to share their capital technology managerial organizational expertise as poverty anywhere was viewed as a threat to the prosperity wherever it existed a whole series of variables like capital accumulation supported by the international capital movements in the various forms technology transfer extension services etc were treated as components of development co- cooperation many rigorous and sophisticated models for fostering saving investment industrial enterprises export human capital formation and skills etc were advanced some role was also assigned to the creation of equitable land ownership for facilitating agricultural and industrial growth different types of development planning models were advocated for mobilization coordination and adoption of a long time horizon this was the classical industrialization path based on borrowed product mixed technology capital entrepreneurship and management many different ownerships and management models like public sector domination private sector domination foreign capital domination and various combinations and permutations of the three various mixed economic models formed parts of the development literature this pattern of capitalist mimetic subordinate or asymmetrically linked industrialization was termed as a continuation of dependency relationship under formal or juridical national sovereignty it was opposed as economic imperialism or colonialism without occupation or voluntary colonization its opponents argued for revolution and delinking rather than gradual evolutionary growth or development they maintained that under capitalism there may take place tremendous changes in productive forces unleashing wide ranging gains in productivity across sectors and regions but in an uneven unsteady process entailing heavy and unequally borne costs and heavily concentrated sharing of the gains its private ownership based on corporatized social relations would become increasingly centralized and concentrated as a result it acquires a narrow national and social base of persons families and firms in the command of the economy it works to the detriment and deprivation of increasingly large number of nations persons and social groups as the process of extending reproduction through investment 
innovation satisfied the demands of the resource holders and excluded the rest the narrowing base of command over capital technology finance etc extends to the cultural and political spheres the poor are increasingly dominated and determined by the early industrialized super rich countries and their power holders corporate bodies these kind of arguments became the basis for a complete break from the capitalist world system with some help from the socialist centrally planned economies and mobilization of their own workers working poor and the intelligentsia including at times sections of the business classes many versions and sub portrayed capitalist industrialization based on and deriving support from the presently powerful and resource holding classes as well it was argued that the potential surplus in these former colonies and classes of these views emerged as in the case of the theories which similarly placed countries is way above the actually mobilized surplus similarly poorly mobilized labor force was also treated as a source of potential surplus thus a case was argued for unshackling the economy from the stranglehold of former colonial powers and their mega multinational corporations mnc's obviously it involved diminished role for the indigenous counterparts of the multinational capital these policies were not for a closed economy but certainly pleaded for a different more egalitarian and broad based new architecture of the international economic relations which was eventually reflected in the un resolution on the new international economic order and ieo the socialist bloc in the cold war era also gave support to such theories but instead of arguing for socialist revolution as a path to development they mostly argued for a transitional stage of non-capitalist development the later implied creation of large and growing state sector modern industrialization high priority to basic capital and heavy industries and increasing self reliance that is the national capacity to pay for one's international transactions here let us wind up the session and take rest thank you very much for engaging yourself with a self learning podcast